You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. But it's good to see you. Turn to someone say, it's good to see you, neighbor. I'm so glad you made it tonight. Hallelujah. Fantastic. We started a series on um, the mandate. We call it the mandate for fruitfulness. And uh, we're going to continue with that. I want to deal with barrenness today. Breaking the power of barrenness. Barrenness is the enemy of fruitfulness. It's an enemy of fruitfulness. So, if, if, if you're going to be fruitful, you cannot be barren and fruitful at the same time. You get my point? Yeah. So why don't we just pray? Father, we just thank you. We bless you. Glorify you tonight. Thank you for your word, which is spirit and is life. As we go into your word, my God, I thank you for your presence. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for your anointing that breaks and destroys yokes. But through the power of your word, every form of barrenness will be destroyed. They will be crushed in the name of Jesus. All-round barrenness is replaced by all-round fruitfulness. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. There are different types of barrenness. You study the Bible, you see that there's so much the Bible has to say about barrenness. And um, we're not going to go into details tonight, but I'll just share a few thoughts with you. Okay. And let's start by looking at Genesis chapter 1, our text. And I'll read verse 28. Or in fact, let's read from verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then verse 28. Then God blessed them. God blessed them. All right? And then he said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. God made man in his image after his likeness. Hit your chest, say, I am made in the image of God. After his likeness. I resemble God. Hallelujah. I like the things God likes. Because I'm made after his likeness. Hallelujah. Amen. God likes fruit, so you must like fruit. Come on. How many people eat fruits? You don't eat fruit. You don't like fruits. Anyway, you won't raise your hand. From now on, you repent and start eating fruits. 
It's good for you. That's why fruits are healthy. Glory to God. (laughs) Amen. God blessed them. So the reason why you can be fruitful is because there's a blessing on your life. From creation. From creation, God spoke a blessing over your life. And if you are blessed, guess what? You will be fruitful. It's a mandate. God even said, try to be fruitful. No. No tree struggles to bear fruit. Have you noticed that? Hmm. They don't. Okay, so we are going to break the power of barrenness, every kind of barrenness that has haunted you, haunted your life in whatever area. Okay? There's physical barrenness. There is spiritual barrenness. There is what I call vocational barrenness. Come on. Ministry barrenness. Yes? There is... Uh, generational barrenness. And the list goes on and on. We're going to break all of them tonight. Every barrenness, whether it's generational, whether it's spiritual, whatever kind it is, is banished from your life. Name of Jesus. So if God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful, and God's word is true. And God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. This word has not changed. If God said it from the beginning, how many people know he's still saying the same thing? He's still saying the same thing. So it is your responsibility to ensure that you are fruitful. So you must resist every kind of barrenness. You must fight it. You must reject it. Reject it and say, it is not my portion. It is not my portion. I refuse to be barren. My life must be fruitful. Why? Because fruit glorifies God. According to John chapter 15 verse 8, Jesus said, you know, that By this is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit and that your fruit remains. So if the Father is glorified when we bear fruit, who is glorified when we don't bear fruit? Not God. Not God. So I choose to glorify God with my life. And that's a choice you need to make tonight. To be fruitful. So let's, I want us to look at um, uh, a few scriptures, okay? So God blessed them and he said to them, be fruitful. But we know that even though God blessed them and told them to be fruitful, later on we see that our first parents decide to disobey God, right? They disobeyed God. God told them not to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And they ate from that tree. They ate from that tree. And uh, after they ate from that tree, they all of a sudden realized they were naked. And they went to get fig leaves to cover themselves. But what happens? 
Let's look at chapter 3 of Genesis. We're going to go quickly tonight. Hopefully. (laughs) All right. In chapter 3, after they had eaten from the tree, God comes into the garden and Adam and Eve are hiding. God is calling Adam, where are you? Where are you? Adam hid himself. And um, when God says, Adam, where are you? Adam comes and says, oh, I heard your voice and I went to hide because I was naked. And God says, who told you that you're naked? I never told you that. Where did you get that information from? Tell your neighbor, be careful where you get your information from. All right. Not every information is good for you, especially if the source is not ordained. It doesn't matter whether it's true or not, but who is bringing it? All right. Okay. So, anyway, God spoke after... Um, after God had cursed the ground uh, okay no let's look at verse 16 to the woman he said I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception in pain you shall bring forth children your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you then to Adam he said because you have heeded the voice of your wife I hope you know that hitting the voice of the wife was not the problem. Come on. Can I pause there? Hitting the voice of the wife was not the problem. Disobeying was the problem. Okay? So don't read this now and say, can you see, woman? Adam listened to Eve and that's why we're in trouble. And your wife might be saying something right to you and you won't listen because you say, Adam, listen. <laughs> it was the wrong thing to have listened to. Okay? All right. Because, uh, anyway, no problem. Let's go on. I don't want to dwell there too much. Okay? So he says, because you've... you've, you've heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree which I commanded you saying you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you and you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you shall return. So what's happening here? It's interesting, the word, uh, when, when God was speaking to the woman, he says that, uh, do you know that God didn't curse the woman? He didn't curse the woman, neither did he curse man. Alright? He didn't. If God curses, curses them, he will be cursing himself because they are made in his image after his likeness. That's why you shouldn't curse people because they are made in the image and likeness of God. Stop cursing people. I know some pastors curse people. This is not that kind of pastor. 
All right? Yeah, so God did not curse the woman. He just saw her. Listen, this thing you have done, this is the consequence. All right? This is the consequence. Because you have done this, all right? He says, um, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and, and your conception. All the morning sickness and all those things, he says, it will come because of this thing. But then, he says also, in pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Then, going down to Adam, he says, cursed is the ground. The ground. Why did he curse the ground? Because man is going to eat from the ground. Remember, in chapter 2, he had given Adam an assignment. To till the ground. To tend the garden. Alright? So, what was he saying? He's saying this ground is cursed because of you. So, Adam, because of this curse, the ground is not going to yield its full strength. So, you are going to work extra. You are going to work extra in order to eat. How many people feel as though they are, this is addressing them? Huh? <laughs> Put in so many hours. It says in the sweat of your brow. In the toil. In toil you shall eat. You know the Hebrew word for toil and pain for the woman are the same word. Yeah, the same Hebrew word. For toil and pain. So in pain you will conceive, in pain shall be your conception, and in toil you shall eat. It's the same word. So what is he saying? It doesn't mean that the woman is sentenced to labor pains. It just means that she has to work hard. A different story. But the curse is being broken if you remember, Jesus came and one of the first things they put on his head was a crown of thorns. Why did he do that? He took that to break this. Glory to God. To break this curse. Turn to someone and say, the curse has been broken. Hallelujah. So you don't have to toil. You don't have to. You have been redeemed from the curse. Hallelujah. You have been redeemed from the curse of the law because it is written, Cursed is he that hangs on the tree. So Jesus paid the full price from Adam to everyone, the last person that will live on earth. He paid it. Paid the full price. So you don't have to accept a life of toiling. Glory to God. You don't have to accept it. It is not yours. If you are in Christ. So reject that. In the name of Jesus. 
So, barrenness in the place of your work, in the place of your business, must cease. You break it. In the name of Jesus. You are not going to be barren. Your ground is going to yield. In the name of Jesus. It will yield its full strength. In the name of Jesus. Because it has the curse has been broken. It's been broken. So I begin to activate multiple open doors, multiple promotions, multiple increases. Hallelujah. Unusual increase. Begin to manifest in your life. Unusual opportunities will begin to come your way. Because the curse is broken in the name of Jesus. Tell someone it's broken. Hallelujah. Now let's look at different examples of barrenness. I want to give you a few examples of barrenness quickly. Let's look at Genesis chapter 16. Our mother, Hagar. Verse 1, Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. She had an Egyptian maidservant whose name was Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, See now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go into my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain children by her. And Abram heeded the voice of Sarai. He listened again. Adam listened to the wrong idea. And now Abraham is listening to the wrong one. What should Abraham have done? Abraham should have said, Sarah, you know what? Hold on. Let me go and find out from God. He was friend of God, right? There's a relationship. Why hurry up to carry this thing out? You remember when he was uh, in Egypt, uh, when Pharaoh took um, Sarah, and God visited him in a dream and said, hey, listen, you're a dead man. What did he do? He had to release her. And when he released her, he gave him servants, Livestock, silver, gold. Huh? So maybe that's where Hagar came from. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, Abraham heeded her voice and we know the story. She conceived. Hagar conceives. And she conceives. Hagar is like a thorn. You remember in the garden, it says, the ground shall yield thorns and thistles. You don't need to plant them. They will just germinate. Okay? So Abraham on his own, instead of seeking God, goes into Hagar and then produces a thorn. By the name of Ishmael. 
Last week I said to you that there is permitted barrenness. So this barrenness was permitted by God. Alright? It was permitted by God. Most likely, possibly, I don't know, but it's possible that Abraham had a generational barrenness upon his life. It's possible. So anybody that comes into their family, any woman that comes into their family comes in barren. Just becomes barren for coming into that family. Possibly. You remember his father was an idol worshiper. Okay? So Sarah, beautiful Sarah, comes into this family and then she's barren. And out of frustration, she's, they've tried, did everything. All the guineas could not help. Look, there's this tradition, there's this cultural practice that if a woman cannot conceive, she can actually use her maid to bear children for her. So Abraham, you know, it made sense. It made sense. It was common practice in those days. All right? So when she mentioned it, oh, well, anyway, traditionally, it's not, okay. it's not bad, you know. It happens in my place. It happens in your place. It's, you know, it happens around us here. So, you know, yeah, maybe this is what God is saying. And he goes. He didn't seek God. That was a big mistake. And now we still have a problem today. This thorn is still... Is a thorn that is affecting the whole world today. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Tell someone, please, please, please. Don't, don't get an Ishmael. Wait for God. Amen? Yeah. Because some people experience barrenness in certain areas and they take steps. Huh? They take steps. There are people that uh, experience ministerial barrenness and guess what? They go to the Sangoma to help them to be fruitful. And then they come back with some dangerous gifts and abilities. And people troop in there. What, what is happening? It's, it's, it's Ishmael's they are producing. They, be, they will become thorns in their flesh. Wait for God. Touch your neighbor and say, please, wait for God. Hallelujah. Wait for God. Don't be in a hurry to help God. God is powerful. There is a blessing already upon your life. That blessing will kick in at some point. And compel you to be fruitful. Alright. So. Uh, Sarah. She's like that. She produces Ishmael. And years go by. God doesn't even speak to Abraham. For years. No visitation. No vision. No dream. Abraham is just living. God is like. This is my friend. So one day. God decides. To do something about it. Hmm? God speaks to Abraham in verse. Uh, in, in chapter 17 verse 1. Abraham was 99 years old. And the Lord appeared to Abraham and said. I am almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. Stop messing up with Hagar. Be blameless. Be upright. 
Straighten yourself. Oh. That encounter shook Abraham. And then God now began to reaffirm his, his word. And he says, I will, I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. This nonsense you have done is your own work. It's not my work. My work will still happen at its time. And it is going to be exceedingly great. He says, I will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abraham fell on his face and God talked with him saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you and you shall be a father of many nations. Don't look at your barrenness. Look at my promise. Hallelujah. Look at my promise. Hold on to my promise. Don't concentrate on your barrenness. Concentrate on my promise because I'm going to make nations to come out of you. Kings will come out of you and make you exceedingly fruitful. And you know what? Let's look at uh, if we if we look at uh, chapter twenty one. The Bible says, verse one, and the Lord visited Sarah. Hallelujah! The Lord visited Sarah. As he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. That's going to be someone's testimony. Amen. He will visit you. Amen. It says, for Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age. At the set time of which God had spoken to him. There is a set time. Amen. Say there is, there is a set time. Hallelujah. Don't be impatient with God. The Bible says follow the example of them who th through faith and patience inherited the promise. Sometimes when God delays, when, when there is, when there is permitted barrenness, God is dealing with your heart. That, that prolonged and delayed period is for God to work on your heart. So when you, when you try to run ahead of God, you skip the process. And then you produce an Ishmael and yet your heart is still the way it was. So for, 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 for Sarah... God had to wait. It took years to get her to a place where, like Hebrew says, by faith, Sarah received strength to conceive. So faith is a product of the heart. So God will, God, sometimes certain things are delayed not because of God, but it's because of us. Because God is working on our hearts. God is dealing with our hearts. God is dealing with our motives. God is dealing with our doubt. He's dealing with our unbelief. He's dealing with our fears. He's dealing with our insecurities. He's dealing with our jealousies. He's dealing with our envy. Are you following me? God knows what he's doing. He's not confused. 
He's a master planner. He's a perfect God. All his works are perfect. Amen? So in Sarah's case, her barrenness was broken by visitation. Somebody's barrenness, all you need is a visitation. And that thing will break over your life. Hallelujah. But that visitation took time because her heart was not ready for that visitation. So sometimes our visitations are delayed because of our hearts. It's not because God doesn't want to visit, but our hearts are not ready for that visitation. So until our hearts are ready, He's not coming. Glory to God. So if you want barrenness to be broken over your life, work on your heart. Now, it's not every barrenness that is a product of unbelief. It's not every barrenness. There are different factors, but listen. Allow God to deal with your heart. And if, he, if you allow him to deal with your heart, he's going to visit you at the appointed time. Hallelujah. He will visit you. Okay. Let's look at another example of barrenness. You know that barrenness is a bad thing. Turn to someone and say, neighbor, barrenness is bad. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah. It is so bad. Why? Because it's, it's, it's against the order of creation. God did not plan for anything to be barren. Whether it's fruit, trees, uh, whether it's trees, whether it's animals, whether it's people, everything is supposed to be fruitful. Why? Because his life is in it. His life is in it. And it's interesting. God sustains everything by the word of his power. But if he can sustain everything by the word of his power, holding, by, holding all the atoms together, everything together, how can he not make you fruitful? Do you think he's powerless? No, he's not. Amen. Let's look at another case. Um... Genesis chapter 24. I said, it seemed as if Abraham had generational barrenness because we see now that Isaac, his son, gets married. All right? He gets married. Rebecca, his wife, comes. And by the time Rebecca arrives, <laughs> uh, uh, she's, she's barren. Can you imagine? This is not good. All right. Verse uh, 20 of 25. Genesis 25 verse 20. Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah as wife, the daughter of Bethuel the Syrian of Padan Aram, the sister of Leban the Syrian. Come on, guys. Isaac got married at the age of 40. <laughs> yes. Then the Bible says, Now Isaac 
pleaded with the Lord for his wife. Why? Because she was barren. And the Lord granted his plea. And Rebekah, his wife, conceived. Hallelujah. So this, this, this barrenness was broken not by visitation, but by prayer. So some barrenness will be broken by visitation, but some will be broken by prayer. Hallelujah. He pleaded. The Bible says he pleaded with God for his wife. He prayed. Because the moment Rebekah came into that house, generational barrenness took over. But the prayer of Isaac, may God make you prayerful. May God raise prayerful people around you that will break every barrenness over your life. Hallelujah. So if it is, for example, if your connect group is barren, if your tribe is barren, if your ministry is barren, what do you do? Pray. And break that thing. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's break barrenness. If your business is barren, pray. Break it. Whatever it is, God has commanded you. He has mandated you to be fruitful. Whatever you do shall prosper. According to Psalm 1. Amen? So we see here, this barrenness was broken by prayer. Take a moment, just pray. Why don't you just pray? Lord, I just break every barrenness. Every barrenness in the name of Jesus. Yes, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We break it right now. I declare that every barrenness in this house, represented in this house, to be broken right now in the name of Jesus. Lord my God, open the wombs, open the spiritual wombs, open, open every barren womb in this house in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We bless your name in Jesus' name. Amen. So intercession can break barrenness. That's the example we've just seen. Let me show you another example. Do you want to see another one? Okay. Look at Genesis 29. Jacob. <laughs> you see why I said generational <laughs> barrenness. Abraham, Isaac, and now Jacob. Jacob. Although he ended up marrying two women. Huh? By the crookery of his father-in-law. But God just turned it out for good. <laughs> Look at what, what happens in uh, chapter 29. I'll read verse 31. It says, when the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, he did what? Opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. When the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, 
He. That means her womb wasn't open before. Can you see that? Generational barrenness. So this thing had to be broken. But her, her, her fruitfulness came as a result of God's mercy. Do you understand me? Jacob didn't pray for her to conceive because he didn't like her. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. This is, I, didn't, I didn't bargain for this. So sometimes when people reject you, your barrenness can be broken. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. When people look down on you, God is looking at you. And God must have seen the heart of Leah and said, oh no, let me open her womb. This barrenness over Abraham's family must not be effective in her life. As for Rachel, she was left. Her heart still needs to be dealt with. So God permitted the barrenness of Rachel. Interesting. Glory to God. So Leah conceived and bore a son and she called his name Reuben. For she said, the Lord has surely looked on my affliction. Now therefore my husband will love me. No, you spoke too quick. <laughs> the guy, is, his heart is hardened. Huh? <laughs> the guy is saying no. No, even though you gave me a son. No. It's not going to change things. And God kept blessing her. Kept blessing her. She kept having children. And Rachel was. She was frustrated. Look at chapter 30. It says now. When Rachel saw that she bore Jacob no children. Rachel envied her sister. Can you see the heart? Can you see the heart? She envied her sister. Huh? And said to Jacob, give me children or else I die. Do you know that this is happening today? You know, some people they see, okay, my brother is being blessed. Then you envy the person. God is watching. Or your sister is blessed, then you envy her. God is watching. I, the Lord, search the heart to give to any, every man according to his ways, according to his deeds. That's Jeremiah. So the Lord is searching. God is always looking. Make sure you pay attention to your heart. Touch your neighbor and say, please, please, please. If you want to be fruitful, pay attention to your heart. Okay? Pay attention to your heart. Don't allow your heart to go loose and just, you know, everything is flourishing in your heart. Don't allow that because it can choke the seed of God's word in your life. 
So she, she, you know, she, she envied her sister. She envied her sister, Leah. Leah was so broken, and God saw her brokenness, and God visited her. Hallelujah. Or rather, God opened her womb. Amen? But Rachel, the, the favorite. She is walking with her head high. And you know, and Jacob made it very clear. This one's mine. As for you, you were forced on me. Interesting. Isn't it amazing that it is through Leah that, that the, the, the Messiah came? Hmm? Judah. The scepter shall not depart from Judah. Hallelujah. Through the one that was rejected. Through the one that was not loved. God established an eternal dynasty. I'm telling you, every rejection is a blessing in disguise. May God turn your rejection. Hallelujah. Everyone that has been rejected in this house, Lord my God, I ask that you will do something in their lives. Oh, Father, that will stand for all eternity. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Leah kept bearing. She kept bearing. And you know what? Verse 22. Same chapter 30. It says, Then God remembered Rachel and listened to her and opened her womb. Her heart must have been made right. <laughs> the envy has gone. It's tired of being envious. For how many years are you going to be envious? You know? The moment she got it right, the Bible says God remembered. Oh, by the way, there is a, <laughs> in Jacob's house, <laughs> Rachel, and the Bible says God opened her womb. He opened her womb. And she conceived and bore his son and said, God has taken away my reproach. So she called his name Joseph. And said, the Lord added to me another son. Hallelujah. She had born children through her maid. But now, biologically, her womb had opened. Amazing. May God open your womb. Your spiritual womb. That you will birth the things, the purposes of God. And the things that God has ordained that nobody in this house will be barren. You will be exceedingly fruitful in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Why don't we take a moment, just pray, talk to God. Yes. Talk to the Lord. Just tell the Lord, Lord, I thank you. Barrenness is leaving this house. In the name of Jesus.
We break every power of barrenness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We break every power of barrenness right now. Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. Let's talk to the Lord. Glory, glory, glory. My Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. If God, if God would break barrenness over the family, the generational barrenness over Abraham's family, over his household, it is being broken over your life and over your household. In the name of Jesus, we break it right now. In the name of Jesus. Come on, talk to God. In the name of Jesus. Every form of barrenness in the name of Jesus is broken right now in the name of Jesus. Mighty God. Mighty God. We break it. We crush it right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We bless your name. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Say this after me. Heavenly Father, your blessing is upon my life. Right from the beginning, you spoke over my life. You blessed me. And you commanded me to be fruitful. I declare right now that every barrenness in my life is broken by your visitation. Every barrenness over my life is broken by your blessing. Every barrenness over my life is broken by your word. In the name of Jesus, I declare that I'm fruitful. I'm exceedingly fruitful. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Wherever I go, I will be fruitful. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I receive the strength to conceive your purposes I receive the strength to conceive that which you want me to birth in the name of Jesus thank you Lord thank you Lord for fruitfulness thank you Lord for multiplication thank you Lord for dominion thank you Lord Hallelujah. Amen. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.